David Ledbetter had some pretty harsh words about Lydia Ko and her parents. I might have a few for him. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. I greatly appreciate it. Always fun to chat golf on a daily basis, usually on a daily basis. Had a good experience this morning with family, and so I'm in a pretty good mood. Pretty good mood. Had just had a, a pretty good live on my other on my other channel, so it went very well as as well. So good to be here. I I uh, read something a few days ago that has disturbed me to my very core because I've got this, this long-running aversion to uh, David Ledbetter. And um, so David Ledbetter came out recently. I'm sure many of you have seen this. He came out in a golf digest, I believe. He came out and said that um, Lydia Ko's parents have, were unbelievably arrogant. or No, ignorant. Ignorant was the word. Um, that they needed to leave her alone and she needed to do her own things and, and whatever. And I found, uh, again, as a, as a parent, I found that completely absurd. Um, obviously, there are some parents who raise their children far differently than other parents. And I do believe that there are parents who cross the line and maybe force their children into a vocation that maybe the child does not want to pursue. Uh, we definitely see that. Okay, I get, I sort of get that. But to go so far as to say unbelievable ignorance, I thought was maybe uh, beyond the pale, a little, a, a little too far. Um, I, although I say that, and I probably will go uh, further than that when discussing uh, David Ledbetter today. So my concern with not concern, my um, frustration, I guess, with uh, David Ledbetter. Um, and you'll see by the uh, title of this particular podcast, uh, David Ledbetter, Where Good Swings Go to Die. I feel very strongly about uh, David Ledbetter and his way of teaching is um, just absolutely awful. Just ab- completely disgusting, not worth reading a bit of anything he has to say. And in fact, I would go so far as to say that if I wanted to virtual, virtually guarantee myself the club championship from now till the end of time, I would just go out and give everybody a cop in the club, right? It, it would be a little expensive because um, anything more than just a couple cents for his book, in fact, anything more than free for his book, The A-Swing, is too much money, right? Because it's only the, the only value in that book is... Um, the heat you could generate from burning it because (laughs) I mean, wow, that's a bad book. So if you take, and yes, I have read the book um, and it was super painful to read on so many different levels. And I'm going to read parts of it today that really bothered me. But um, so if I handed that book out and made sure that every single person um, in that, in my club read that book and adhered to the principles contained within that book, I, I would never lose to any of them again. They would be so bad at golf that I would never have a challenge. It would be perfectly easy. 
Okay, so, and again, let me say that this is my own opinion. This does not come from any group that I'm a part of. Um, I have spoken to other people that I'm close to in my mastery group who uh, feel similar uh, just because of some of the stuff that we've learned over the years from different players. But um, it's, well, data access golf. Let's talk data, shall we? So, They'll go in and talk a little bit about some of the players that David Ledbetter has worked with. And it does always sort of bother me when people kind of throw out the the people that they've worked with, because there is no way that you can um, take credit for somebody else's genius. Right. So I've always found that to be interesting. You can teach somebody the same thing over and over again, and one student will get it or may not get it. Right. One student may Uh, ignore your horrible teaching style and still become a very good player. And then other people will adhere to your stuff completely and be horrible players. And you will only take credit for the ones that ignored everything you told them and figured it out on themselves because you at one point told them a bunch of garbage that wasn't accurate. And yet somehow or another, they overcame that and became good players anyway. Um, That seems to me to be um, sort of David Ledbetter's modus operandi. Okay, so let's, I mean, Lydia Ko, the person that, whose parents were the target of his comments, this unbelievable ignorance comment. Um, Lydia Ko is a worse golfer since meeting David Ledbetter. Okay, at first she did okay because she was relying on what she had learned herself with her coaches back home in New Zealand, right? That were uh, more hands-off. She had a, a, a unique move. But it was her own. She embraced it. It was her own. It was more natural to her. And then um, David Ledbetter has a set of techniques that he would suggest she make some switches to. Um, And they're not based on how she naturally moves. He never talks about that. You look into the A-swing, it's broken down right into percentage of hip turn to shoulder turn to all this stuff. It's prescribed. Everybody fits the same prescription which, as we know, is a complete disaster. And you cannot, uh, you cannot learn to play golf that way. And it becomes a very conscious practice as opposed to a very natural subconscious practice. Okay? So Lydia Ko, I think, is one that would suggest that David Ledbetter is not a good teaching pro. Now, I don't know how often he worked with her, but he did take credit for her wins when she was in his, you know, in his little group of pros, in his stable, or whatever they want to call him now. Um, So he took credit for it. So then he also needs to take credit for the fact that her game went to crap because of the stuff that he shoved down her throat. Okay, there. I said it. Um, Another example, and and one that I absolutely have enjoyed um, Michelle Wee's career. And I've talked previously that we had a... um, an exchange uh, back probably five, six years ago about my daughter and her golf and coming to see her and we'd won some sort of a raffle or whatever. And she was nothing but absolutely a wonderful person to interact with. But I, and, and which probably makes me more angry is in that I cannot understand why in the world Michelle Wee has stayed with David Ledbetter all this time. I mean, right? That is the definition of insanity. 
and bless her. I think she's, I think she's wonderful. I just don't know. I don't know who's influencing her. I don't know what's going on there, but David Ledbetter, she should run as far and as fast as she possibly can away from this man and find a coach that her natural ability is, um, you watch her swing when she was before she got Ledbettered and it's extraordinary. Her movement is natural and beautiful and flowing. Her tempo is perfect. And then you see the kinds of swings that she's been doing since working with him. And honestly, you've seen her jump from swing to swing to swing to swing. I think she's just trying to figure out something that will work because she's implemented something that David Ledbetter told her to do, and it didn't work. So she, in her brilliance, is trying to find something else that she can tap into to, to get it to work. I would venture to say that without David Ledbetter, Michelle Wee probably has 10 majors. I'm just throwing it out there. Her talent was unbelievable, undeniable, as was Lydia Coe's. So where is it now? Okay. Another person who I know, um, who I've played golf with, who is a local person, who is ranked quite high on the PGA Tour, known to be a very long uh, ball uh, long, long, known to hit the ball a long way. Uh, he now has a local coach. Since getting away from Ledbetter, and he was quite proficient and quite naturally gifted when he turned pro, and sadly for him, went to David Ledbetter off the get-go, and it about killed his game. He completely disappeared. We thought that he was going to go he was going to go through the roof instantly, and it's taken him a very, very long time to break through and be very consistent on the PGA Tour. And no, I'm not going to name his name. I don't have his permission to. Um, and I do know uh, more information because he is local than I would normally have, say, on like a Lydia Ko and a Michelle Wee. I only have information that I've read. And by looking at the data of what they've been able to do, uh, with David Ledbetter. Since coming on with David Ledbetter, it seems to take a while for David Ledbetter to beat out all of the natural talent that you have and all the natural ability that you have in your golf swing. But eventually he does it. He's very successful at making very good golfers very bad golfers. So whatever he's doing, if that's his goal, he's a 100%er. He's going 110%. Um, but it's been a disaster. Lydia Ko has been a disaster. Yes, she's changed caddies. She's changed a lot of different things. She's changed equipment. Um, but arguably, I, I think it goes back to David Ledbetter. If you're going to take credit for her victories, then you've got to take credit for um, all the bad stuff too. And Michelle Wee is undeniable as far as I'm concerned. This local guy here who is very, very good on the, on the PGA Tour now, a super nice guy, family man, Really great guy. Uh, just a total credit to um, our state and to our belief system. Just the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Um, plays beautiful golf. Has a local coach now who is brilliant in my mind. An excellent coach, golf coach. And they're doing wonderful things together. I am so grateful that he broke away from Dave Ledbetter early enough in his career where he could enjoy the kind of success that, is, that, that he frankly deserved. Because he had worked so hard, he had such great and natural ability. Um, 
so I'm, I'm grateful for him. But those are just three examples. I think that we could go into it more. I've heard a lot of people talk about how he ruined uh, Nick Price's swing. Ernie Els went back and forth with him. And that this guy just <clears throat> is, not, is not great. So I, if, I had, if I had the choice of never playing golf again or playing golf like David Ledbetter told me to play golf, I would never play golf again. It would not be worth it to me. No chance, no way. So here's just a couple things. This is from his book, The A-Swing. And I, I want you to try to make some sense out of this. And, and try to think. Now, we've talked about here on Data Access Golf about, um, about um, finding who you are in your golf swing. And that's a very Fred Shoemaker extraordinary golf position. Figure out who you are and how you propel something, how your body naturally moves, and tap into that, right? Make that um, make that your golf swing. That's something that's always yours that you will never, ever lose. It's yours, right? Don't go off and do something completely weird and artificial and try to make that work. That's like going to... to Swinging in an unnatural, crazy way is like going to Japan to get a college degree when you don't speak Japanese. First, you've got to speak Japanese. It's your then second language. It's not your natural language. And then you've got to learn everything that you could have learned in English much easier in a much more difficult situation through Japanese as a second language would be very, very difficult. Well, if you're not playing golf from your from a very natural place, that's essentially what you're trying to do. Okay, you're trying to play golf at a high level from a very unnatural place, which is very difficult to do. Matthew Wolf is the perfect example of this. That kid has got more drive and, and unbelievable athleticism because he's taken a very unnatural, um, I, I have a hard time even watching, a very unnatural move, and he's learned to play very, very good golf with it. He's the kind of kid that would have gone to Japan, learned Japanese, figured it all out, and, and absolutely come out and, and ace the bar exam, right? But he had to learn Japanese first to do it. So you, you, can't, you can't knock him for it, but Matthew Wolf has overcome a lot more than most golfers to be as good as he is because he chose to do it in a very unorthodox, unnatural way. Hopefully that makes some sense. So let me just read a couple things for you. I don't know if there's copyright issues or anything here. I'm not charging you anything for this, but this is a book that I've purchased. I'm going to choose to read right now. And if you choose not to listen, then I guess that, does that get me off legally at all? Okay, so here's this. Um, we're talking about um, the golf swing and he's writing out how the golf swing should feel. And let me just kind of read some things here and, and see what you think, okay? Here we go. At the top of the swing... Feel coiled and wound with pressure in your right heel. When you start doing the three sections of the pivot drill, three, without pausing, you'll still be winding and spiraling your upper body as your lower body starts the movement forward. Start the movement with your lower body by letting your left hip glide laterally forward and to the right of the target. Okay, so little forward right of the target. Since your back faces the target with your hips and shoulders pointing to the right. How far right? Doesn't matter. To the right. Feel pressure building on the front and inside of your left foot while keeping some pressure in your right heel as the weight starts to transfer off the right leg. This is termed being grounded. 
<laughs> I, I got a different term for it, and it ain't grounded. Because your right foot stays flat on the ground at this point. Allow your spine and head to drift slightly toward the target as your body weight shifts onto your left side. Sense that the left side of your body from the shoulder down to the knee feels low and compressed. (sighs) Are you kidding me? Right, so all of that, you are supposed to somehow or another, right? We are supposed to somehow or another do all of that, be aware to all of that, control all of that in a fraction of a second. That's what he's asking us to do. Uh, I just, I can't even imagine talking to this guy. Um, mercy. Anyway, <sighs> I don't like the way Dave Ledbetter teaches. I think that it's completely an unnatural, um, it's a very detrimental way to teach golf. Golf is a very natural, uh, a very um, fluid motion. It doesn't have to be a bunch of bits and points and, and hips there and 90 degrees here. He's got pictures of here of, of, of your shoulders being 90 degrees and then it being 45, your hips being 45 degrees. And that's 45 degrees between the backswing and, the, and your hips. And then when you start down, you then go to 80 and then it's 60 degrees and your hips are 20. It's unbelievable. How in the world are you going to do this? Right. So what did he do here? He created a book. He made himself popular by dropping names of people that he's taught and that have won majors in the past. And I would argue no help to him or very little. It was the individual's unique abilities and um, insight or wisdom to ignore what he was telling them that got them to win the majors. I don't believe he deserves any credit whatsoever. Um, It all goes to the player who figured out the way to get it done. Okay. Um, and and I think a really good coach enjoys watching somebody learn. Fred Shoemaker literally geeks out probably more than any of his students when he realizes that they're getting something. That's what's important to him, not dropping names. And this, this, I guess the thing that bothers me with this book is one, this book will not help anybody be a better golfer. There's just no way. I mean, to be a naturally good golfer, this one isn't going to do it. It's going to make you a very uh, conscious, um, mixed up, completely crazy golfer because you cannot implement all of these things that he's telling you to do within a fraction of a second. Our conscious mind has no ability to do that. It's impossible. It, it, it's, it cannot be done. Nobody has this much awareness and this much control over every aspect of what he's just asked us to control and be aware of, okay? That's ridiculous. You cannot control it. You can be aware of it, but you cannot control it. He is asking us to control it. It's absolutely asinine. Ugh, it's, it's disgusting. So what did he do? He dropped a few names of a few people that have won majors and that have whatever, right? Somehow or another overcame whatever he was telling them to do and won some majors. He's taking credit for those. Now he's using their names and his quote unquote credibility to sell a book that's completely useless. 
when it comes to playing a natural golf swing. Every one of us is different. Every one of us is built differently. Every one of us is going to propel a propel something in a slightly different way based on how our body can move, right? What's available to us? What's injured? What isn't? How our back, our flexibility, all of that, our strength, the, the speed of how everything works and our, how fast our muscles twitch, all of that, it's completely different person to person to person. So if you're not tapping in to exactly how you do it yourself and what your natural motions are, then you're never going to get it. You're never going to play your best golf. And if you use David Ledbetter's book, you will never play your best golf. You can't because it's not you. It's not me. It's him telling us to do some sort of robotic, crazy, impossible movement while thinking about it consciously to come up with something that will work long term. It doesn't. It won't. So I would say this. Wrapping up, this has been a lot longer than I thought it would be. David Ledbetter, you are unbelievably ignorant in believing that this type of golf that you have put in the A swing is useful to anybody. The word ignorance, my friend, is yours and your knowledge of the golf swing. David Ledbetter, where good golf swings and natural golf swings go to God, go to die. And I think the data proves it. Till next time, Aaron Stewart from Data Access Golf. Hope you get out this weekend. Whew, we've got the playoffs starting tomorrow, which will be completely, completely fun. Sorry for the rant. It is a little hot in here. Maybe I got a little, a little warmer and, and riled up. But thanks for joining me today. Until next time, Aaron Stewart saying better data always means better golf. And data from David Ledbetter means worse. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.